What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. It's Wednesday, December 23rd. Thanks for being here. You bet. It's almost <laughs> Christmas Eve. Almost Christmas. Lots to celebrate. Lots mm-hmm. to be excited about. Yeah. And uh, we're just glad to be with you. Yeah. So we're actually... Um, just a clear point of clarification. This will be our last podcast of 2020 Yeah, with you. So Clark and I are going to, uh, just step away and let you have your own just creative Bible reading time. Uh, go back, listen to old podcasts. If you want to, there is enough of them. My goodness. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, we're going to, uh, we're going to step away, take a break, get some rest and just be with family. Um, ourselves. And then we'll be back January 4th on that Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to jump in and we're actually going to be focusing on a text out of Mark, right? Yep. Mark, okay. that's, that's going to be preached on Sunday. Yes. And so just kind of prepare our hearts a little bit for um, this coming Sunday sermon. And before we get there though, just want to encourage you on um, kind of the end of the year. This is the last month of the year. This is the last few days now of the year. And uh, before we look to 2021, one of the things on my heart is just let's sit for a minute and let's reflect on 2020, which I know isn't like exciting or maybe even comfortable for some people, uh, definitely for me. And um, But let's look back at what has happened. And yeah. some people will actually go through their calendar and like pull off each month, like, okay, January 20th, what was going on? You know, whose birthdays were it? What? What were we at uh, doing? Who are we with? Uh, where did we see the Lord in January 2020? Um, and then February and March and so on. And uh, I think one place where I'll, where I'll find myself before we get to 2021, my New Year's Eve maybe will be, you know, how has God, um, how has he been faithful? Uh, how have we seen his nature in um, in his continued consistency in our lives and his continued goodness and his continued grace in our lives in 2020? And uh write it down maybe or make a note of it or just um or just become aware of how we've seen god at work in 2020 um one of the things that uh, as we look toward the birth of baby jesus that is kind of standing out this year is that a manger is not pretty a manger is stinky and a manger is um uh, hidden um a manger is has really no desirable trait about it and that's where our lord came he came um to this peasant virgin and her fiance in a stable in a uh, a little tiny manger mm-hmm. and it's really interesting how even throughout 2020 kind of some people would say you know the mess uh, that it's been there has been miracles that have come too and so um, really that's what God is in the business of doing and so I'm kind of sitting in that myself and just encourage you guys too um, and so keep reading keep doing um, what you do for your daily kind of quiet time, but also just get creative and spend time reflecting on this past year. Because like Clark said, we'll be back uh, January 4th. And so in between now and then is kind of that time where we look toward the new year and we're thinking, you know, okay, resolutions, what do we have going on in 21? What is it going to look like? What goals am I going to set? And so that's where we'll be back with you is January 4th. So you're talking a little bit about that in your sermon with Mark 10, right? Yeah, definitely. I, I sat with the Lord and kind of praying. It was an open Sunday, and, and there was some freedom to to pick a passage or a topic and preach from it. And one of the, the questions that lifted for me actually came uh, from Jesus, and he asked many questions. Actually, over 300 of Jesus' questions are cited in the New Testament. So fun <laughs> fact for you there. But 
Um, the times that Jesus comes up to people and he asks them, what do you want me to do for you? Hmm. That's the question we're going we're gonna to address. And I actually believe Thanks. Jesus is posing to us today. But before we get there, this mm-hmm. New Year's resolutions. So we're thinking Let's about God's it. faithfulness in 2020. Mm-hmm. But every year, I think maybe not everybody does this, but the vast majority of people do or attempt, right? New attempt. Re- attempt. Maybe that's New a better resolutions. word. <laughs> no. So like, stats show that the most popular, I got a list right here, the most popular New Year's resolutions are exercise more. Mm. Lose weight, get organized, learn a new skill or hobby, live life to the fullest. Just preached on that. Save more money, spend less money, quit smoking, spend more time <laughs> with family and friends. Spend more time with family. That's oh, right. That's good. So that uh, that's the most popular list of New Year's resolutions. Bob, have you ever done a New Year's resolution or had one? I know. I I mean, some of you guys know me, and so if you remember me doing one, I mean you have a better memory than me, but I really don't think I have said, hey, this is a goal I'm going to set. I'm going to, you know, not eat chocolate or I'm going to lose 10 pounds. And so I don't remember. Maybe I have done that. I've kind of gone more the route of, um, I think this is a word the Lord might be inviting me into for the year. So like my word for this year um, was the word dawning. And there, uh, there were just kind of moments of clarity throughout the year where I, I don't know what that meant, but that was just kind of a word that I felt like in 2019, December, um, that Holy Spirit laid on my heart. And so then it's interesting to reflect, like I said kind of earlier, just to reflect on that word dawning and look back and see why did the Lord give that to me and, and how I kind of um, had my eyes opened a little bit throughout 2020 uh, by the Lord in different arenas mm-hmm. of life. And so yeah. that's kind of where they're at, yeah. I go, I guess. What about you? Well, yeah, I try to pick a word as well. Right. Last year, my word for 2019, for 2020 was gentle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep that word going into 2021. But mm-hmm. I actually have tried New Year's resolutions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> attempted one. For the year? <laughs> yeah, was not um, not drinking soda. And I made it till June. Interesting. Until one day I was on a Mexico mission trip and we were out in, in the sticks building a house when I was a high schooler and I was way out in the middle of nowhere and um, we didn't there have was any a Coke. Wa- we didn't have any water. In the desert. Yeah, it was definitely not going to drink the water that was available to us. I did not want it to get sick. Um, we had other members of our team do that. So I had to drink. I had to drink a oh, Coke. Oh, you had to do or Actually, it. it was an orange Fanta. I remember it. Yeah. Oh, it burned my throat, though. I hadn't had anything with carbonation <laughs> for a long time. So anyways, that's, that's my New Year's resolution. But I want to challenge you, listeners, just to prep your hearts for Sunday. And um, I want to encourage you to maybe step away from the traditional New Year's resolution. And I want you to imagine that Jesus has come into the room. You're reading his word, mm-hmm. and he asks you this question. What do you want me to do for you? Mm. What do you want me to do for you? And so I think sometimes we could be like kids where we don't even know how to answer that question. Because our kids yeah. come to us, Mom, I'm hungry. I want a, I'm hungry. I want a, a candy. And you're like, no, you can't have a candy. And you're like, no, I want a, a sucker. No, you can't have that. I want a cookie. No. Ice cream? No. I want a carrot? Maybe. And you're like, what, what are you doing? You just need a drink of water? You need whatever? And sometimes kids don't even like, they don't even know what to ask. Well, even like, even with when we say yes. Like, oh, yeah, you can have a bite. Oh, I changed my mind. I don't yeah. want that. Like, oh, you can have that. You know, like, you, wait, wait, you what? take them to Target. Like, hey, you guys can get one toy, and you make a plan, and you get to Target, and it's overwhelming. It's like, wait a second. I don't, I don't know, even know what I want. Yeah, that's true. So that's imagine, imagine that Jesus comes to you, and he, and he says, what, what can I do for you? Hmm. How would you answer that question? So on Sunday, I want to press into this and encourage you, maybe instead of making New Year's resolutions, you actually sit with the Lord the last week and a half of the year, the last week of the year, 
and he asks you that question, how would you respond? So when you look at Mark 10, Jesus actually asks the same question on two different occasions to do two different groups of people. He gets two different responses, and I believe there's two different points of learning for you and for me. Mm. And so the first example, Bob. Yeah. Yep, I'm he, here. He comes up, and these people approach Jesus, and what happens there? Yeah, so those are John, some of his disciples, yeah. James and John, and their um, request is to sit at the right hand, or on the right and left of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, so their motivation is, you know, just all about them. Yeah. And so it's all about their power and their control and their fame, and, you know, <laughs> this is what you can do yeah. for me, Jesus. So, and Yeah, they walk up to him like, hey— yeah. Give us whatever we ask. And that's when Jesus is going, okay, what can I do for you? Anytime your kid or anybody walks up to you and goes, hey, before I ask this, you had to promise me you're going to do this. You're like, I got red flags going off left and right. This is not going to be good. And they say, we want to sit at your right and your left. And so behind that, that that desire, that goal, that resolution, that hope um, is a motivation for power and for control and for fame because these people have seen what Jesus Christ has been doing. He's got thousands of people following him. He healed the sick. Mm-hmm. He kicked the demon out of somebody. He resurrected the dead. And and they're thinking, he's going to come overthrow the people who are oppressing us, and we want to sit at the right and left. So when people Jesus see, yeah. people look at Jesus, they're going to see us too. Right. When you do that, Jesus, let us be the ones yeah. that are next to you. <laughs> and so the motivation behind that's not good. And so mm-hmm. Jesus then breaks it down in verses like 42 through 45. And he says, just so you guys remember, this is why I came. You want to sit at my right and my left mm-hmm. means you're going to hang on my right and my left because I came to give my life. He says, I've come to be a servant, not to be mm-hmm. served, but to serve. Mm-hmm. So then from that point on, Jesus leaves. They're going to Jericho. There's a large crowd around him. And all of a sudden there's a voice that, that rises up from the crowd. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, mm-hmm. son of David, have mercy on me. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is the crowd is telling this old man to shut up. They're going, be quiet. Be quiet. You know, Jesus doesn't want to talk to you. And it's old blind Bartimaeus. Mm. And the crowd literally trying to hush him. And what's funny is that in the middle of that passage, then Jesus hears him. He says, call him. Mm. And then the people like dust him off. They're like, oh, hurry up, man, on your feet. It's like, they, right. oh, Jesus wants time. to talk to you. All right, dude, they're cool. We're friends now. Get on up, buddy. Let me dust you off. Oh, you look good. Go. I'll go with you. I'll go with you too. <laughs> and, and then Jesus asks him, what do you want me to do for you? And he just says, Rabbi, I want to see. And so when you compare and contrast the first question, what do you want me to do for you? And the second question, what do you want me to do for you? You have two different responses. Bartimaeus has nothing to offer Jesus, no pride, um, no entitlement, no privilege. He's empty-handed. He has nothing. And he knows who Jesus is. He knows who Jesus yeah. is, and he, and he basically asks uh, uh, for something that only God can do. Yeah. yeah. And so when it comes to our New Year's resolutions, I wonder if you would sit... And, and allow God to ask you that question. What do you want me to do for you in 2021? And I like, I like this scripture because when the motivation's off, Jesus will call you on it. So if you want a new car or a new pay raise or some new house or whatever, if the motivation's wrong, God should bring conviction to your heart. Those things are not necessarily always wrong. Sometimes we need a new job. Sometimes we need friends. We need community. We need relationships. Maybe you do need more money for provision or for you to be generous or whatever. Sure. You know, those things aren't, I, wanna, I don't want to um, uh, invalidate those things. But before you get there, first and foremost, say, God, what do you think I need? Because Matthew 6 tells us that your Heavenly Father knows exactly what you need. Yeah. So 
that that's what we want to give you today. That's We're, a sermon. That's a sermon that's right a good there. Word. Yeah. So you guys still have to come to church on Sunday. You can't can't bail on me. There's there's more. But that's the question that we're going to ask. Mm. And so maybe we replace our New Year's resolution with answering that question. Mm. Jesus says, "What do you want me to do for you? Mm-hmm. What is it? Do you even have an answer? Maybe think about it as you're reflecting on 2020. Like Bobby said, maybe that will help you form your answer. Maybe you've learned more about yourself, sure. something that you like or you don't like, or something about the world, or something that you're passionate about, or something about God. I don't know. Mm. But when Jesus comes up to you, how are you going to answer that question? So I'm just going to leave it open ended, right there. Excellent. And the excellent work, Yago. What movie is that from? <laughs> Oh, Aladdin. Thank you. You know I know Thank that. you. I'm glad you do. Um, so we're going to leave you with that. And uh, that's all we got. So yeah. come to Christmas Eve if um, if it's wise, if you're able. It is yeah. on December 24th at 4 p.m. outside. You, I think, are invited to bring a candle, if I yeah, remember. Yeah, bring a candle um, and a lighter. You can light it. We're going to end with Silent Night, as we normally do. And we're going to be singing all the Christmas carols. So you're going to be able to belt your heart out into your mask. Um, it's, it's going to be great. Bring a chair, bring a mask and we're going to sing. We're going to preach. It's going to be a great time. And if not, you guys can't come live, then we'll have the services streaming online too. Which is a fun kind of special one too. Yes. Yeah. The teams worked very hard on that. It'll be a great gift. So, Hey, that's all we got for you. So Merry Christmas and uh, hope to see you Christmas Eve. If not, we'll be tuning back in January 4th. Mm -hmm. God bless you guys. Bye-bye. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. Have a great day.